Welcome, everyone, to the NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz. Joining me on this latest edition, new Big 12 Commissioner, Brett Yormark. Well, Brett, you've had an interesting career arc. Um, what drew you to college athletics and to this job to be the Big 12 Commissioner? Interesting enough, I've always had college sports on my radar. Uh, growing up, I had this progression ladder, my career ladder, and there was always a step that said, hey, you should get into college sports. I felt that my skill sets were very transferable, but I thought I'd, I'd enter as an AD somewhere. And then ultimately the call came to say, hey, would you be interested in, in meeting with you know, the board for the Big 12? And I jumped at it. It just felt right. And after that first meeting, I was all in. And thankfully, you know, I, I ended up in this chair you know, following the process, very excited and energized about the opportunity. And there's a lot of places where we could take this conference. And we're going to go to that in a second. I just want to go back to your job with Barclays Center, that it came at a time when you were very aggressive with that group to get conference tournaments because everything had been about Madison Square Garden when they could even get in there because of their uh, commitments. And you went after these leagues like the A-10, like the ACC, to bring them up there and to have special events. How much was that sort of your window into getting back into college sports? Well, it fueled my passion. You know, it gave me experience in the space, if you will. You know, we hosted the NCAA tournament, you know, the regionals. We had the ACC, as you said, the Atlantic 10. We hosted over 40 major uh, men's basketball games and women's uh, annually. Um, so it really further, you know, created interest for me personally to say, boy, this is a space that I really enjoy. I'm passionate about it and one day would like to do it full time. And here we are. Um, but, uh, you know, Barclays was a big part of it. You are one of a handful of powerful commissioners in this Power Five that also have come from the outside, uh, this new trend. Uh, obviously, George with the Pac-12. Um, why do you think conferences are now looking outside the traditional commissioner? I think they realize that change is needed. Um, I think the evolution of college sports um, necessitates it. You need someone that can come in and think a little differently um, and look at things through a different lens. Obviously, my background, you know, has come, I came up through the commercial side of things. Uh, I'm a marketer. I'm all about brand. And I think when you look at the Big 12 right now, those are things that we needed, someone that had those skill sets. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that the board was willing to pivot away from the traditional and embrace change, and that ultimately I uh, was their selection. But I think it's going to work out really well for us. You come at a time where, at some point here in the near future, Texas, Oklahoma will leave to the SEC. Then you bring in BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. Um, you didn't handpick them, but this is the cards you're dealt. What do you think of this future in this transition period and then going forward with the new members? Well, first of all, I'm very bullish on our future. This conference is bigger than any two schools. Uh, I have a great relationship with the folks at Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, they'll leave, you know, in the, uh, at, the, at the end of their uh, term, which is June of 25. Uh, and then we'll enter, uh, we'll have four new schools that'll come in in July of 23. So for the foreseeable future, we'll have 14 members uh, in our conference. I think Bob Bowlesby did an incredible job in his recovery efforts following the announcements of Texas and Oklahoma to bring those four schools in. And we're excited about it. It makes us national. We go into three different time zones. Um, we go from five states to eight. 
we go from 40 million people to 75 million people. And from a competitive point of view, they're very additive. I mean, just think about basketball. I mean, when you bring in a Houston and a Cincinnati and a BYU, and, on, and in football, um, the same thing. I mean, just very, very additive. So this conference gets stronger, gets more national. Uh, we go into some urban markets, which we're not in right now. It's very exciting. How will you handle the costs of the Olympic sports, not football and basketball, with a conference that stretches from Florida to Utah up to Ohio and then obviously down into deep Texas. Well, listen, I'm, we're mindful of cost. We're mindful to the student-athlete experience, uh, also health and wellness when it comes to travel. Um, and then my job is, as the commissioner is to drive revenue. Two big issues right now are the transfer portal in all sports, especially the high-profile ones, and name, image, and likeness. Where do you stand on those two? Well, on name, image, and likeness, I think there needs to be a national standard, for sure. Um, I'm a big fan of student-athlete rights. Um, and I'm a fan of NIL, but I do think there needs to be a, a standard um, that, that everyone follows. I think right now, obviously, it was never intended to be pay-for-play inducements, uh, so we have to correct some things, and hopefully over time we will. On the transfer portal, I think there needs to be some guardrails. Obviously, the Transformation Committee is working on ways to manage that more effectively, and I think that's very, very important and something that hopefully will come to fruition uh, in the not-so-far uh, future. You know, you mentioned earlier about brand, which is your background. How much can that help in the relationship with the student-athletes that you've been there? You've branded high-profile athletes, and so you can sort of help maybe navigate this new world. Well, I think that's a great question. Yes, obviously, you know, I can lean in there and create value and help to educate and mentor in how student-athletes think about their brands and how they monetize their brands. I think that's a, a very important um, conversation that needs to be had, and I'm open to it. Uh, I'm very accessible, you know, to student-athletes. In fact, uh, early in my tenure now, uh, I spent the first three weeks on campus visiting all the member institutions, met with a lot of student-athletes, and have started that dialogue. So very anxious to be a resource if and when they need it. And last thing, um, Division I membership. There's a lot of talk in the Transformation Committee of minimum standards of what Division I will look like here in the foreseeable future. Uh, what do you think it should look like? Well, from my perspective, and uh, I'm just getting into some of those conversations, um, I just think we need to evaluate um, what that looks like. Um, there's a lot of issues right now that we're all confronted with. And for me, expansion isn't top of line. You know, when you think about who enters Division I or not, I think we need to work through some very important industry-wide issues first. Not to say that I would put pause on it, but I think there's some priorities, you know, from where I sit. And that's only my, that's my personal opinion. And they are what? Well, I mean, I just think the issues that you're outlining, you know, issues that we're confronted with on a daily basis that we need to get right. And I think those issues need to be, you know, worked through before we start thinking about expansion. Thanks, Brett. Thank you. And as always, you can check out all our social series at ncaa.org slash social series, where all of them are archived. Thanks for watching, everyone.